Hi, this is Anna Poirier from Yoga Body Nutrition, and I'm here with Lynn today, who I'm going to be supporting in gaining some deeper insights and awarenesses and uh, hopefully offering some tangible tools around her life path, her higher calling. Uh, we're going to be using her astrological birth chart. So welcome, Lynn. It's great to have you and <laughs> be here. Um, if you don't mind, just like kind of share a little bit, I would say share a little bit about what you do and, and you can, you know, I know it's sort of like an interesting time right now. You can include like mm -hmm. what you're currently doing, what you've been doing, and then even anything that's sort of like on your radar as far as what, maybe what you'd like to be doing. Cause I can pull, you know, I can pull some of that into the reading or be guided by it a bit. Um, I am a massage therapist. I'm a healer. I uh, read the body on many levels and I do structural work. And I do feel that coming in, I'm going to uh, come, I, feel, I keep on expecting a download of some kind of energy medicine modality. I just feel like it's going to come up through me somehow. Hmm. And so I just keep on asking for that, um, looking, looking to see what, you know, what turns me on. And, and yeah, and given this current situation, I'm certainly not practicing massage. I mean, I've done a couple friends. That's it. Right. All right. Um, and do you have any, do you have any specific questions or like just areas that you're kind of wanting some clarity on? Um, well, it seems like I've been severing some relationships lately and I'm, I really don't, I want to see the shadow of what, what I'm creating. Um, cause it doesn't make sense to me. I'm like blinded to it. So that's something I'm, I'm really tracking. Okay. Uh, I'm also tracking just really, um, I guess, a deeper relationship with myself mm -hmm. in the sense that like, I really need to commit to, I really need to commit to exercising and changing my, the way I have a relationship with food. Because my body at this point, it, it's getting pretty, uh, if I don't stick with what I know to be good for me and um, and it just I, I've, um, I've had to uh, I was living in California I've had to move to the Midwest and that um, is really out of left field for me I never would have anticipated having to move back here because I've been gone for two other lifetimes already <clears throat> So I guess it's like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and I'm also in an atmosphere where people, uh, which I've been jokingly called, are, are muggles. You know, like they don't understand more of the energetics of life and more of the, uh, yeah, they don't have the same food consciousness that I do and just, just all, you know, different layers. So in a lot of ways, I'm 
not supported or encouraged because we're not on the same playing field. Right, right. And is there, uh, was there like a practical reason that you went to the Midwest? Like, was it to be with your family or? Well, I took a big leap um, and left my job last, last September. Um, and I went to LA, not really understanding what LA was, was about. Um, I just couldn't get my footing. And then I really anchored in or anchored in on, on developing my own business, which is what I uh, needed to do all along, which is why I even quit my job in the first place. Or I think why that was orchestrated. I think that was cosmically orchestrated. Truthfully. Um, and then I was going to work, um, I was going to work where I trained in body work and I did all the qualifying evaluation sessions and then the place shut down. So it just really became a matter of I needed a roof over my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Kind of get, get, get the found, like get the foundation and come back and, um, be able, yeah, be able to build what you want to build. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's, uh, yeah, let's dive into the reading. And um, thanks for everything that you shared. Um, so I, I'm going to start with kind of like the main, uh, sort of the main planet slash uh, influences, I guess we could call them. And I think you're, I think you have some familiarity with um, astrology already. So I will, you know, I'll go over some of those main aspects. And as I go through the reading in general, I'm going to ask, I'll probably pause and like check in with you. And if you have a question as we're going, feel free to chime in. Um, that's totally fine. Um, that said, we're going to start with your sun sign. I, yeah, I'm going to start with your sun sign. I'm going to start with your sun sign and that you have in Sagittarius which I think you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, Sagittarius is like adventure and travel, and there's a, there's a spiritual seeking, I would say, with Sagittarius, sort of like an expanded view. Um, I really loved when I heard you say that you were actually looking at creating your own modality around energy work, because I was like, that is that's very, that's very much you, um, honoring that Sagittarian, right? That Sagittarian influence that you have in your chart of creating your own philosophy, basically. Um, Sagittarius really likes to do that. <laughs> um, and, and they're good at it. You know, I would say that's a, that's a, that's a good trait. Um, you know, and they're, they're teachers. They're, they're not teachers of like the basics. They're, they tend to be more about like higher learning. So both from the standpoint of being the student, but then also of what they might be teaching and sharing. Uh, I would say speaking and writing is big for a Sagittarius. I think I said like the bigger picture. Um, they do love their freedom. So it's no surprise maybe that 
this moment in time of being back, maybe in a place where you don't feel completely held and supported or seen or whatever, that feels a little bit, maybe like your wings are clipped. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this, as we go through the chart, I'll, I'll be curious, I'll kind of look at like, okay, what, what is the opportunity here? The, the potential opportunity. And like you said, like, what's the why there, there, I think there is maybe a little something to uncover here um, within some of these other aspects that you have. Um, I would say Sagittarius also is like direct, outgoing. They'll go the extra mile. Like they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do that. Um, this is, the sun tends to be how you relate to yourself, how you see yourself. So in, you know, in knowing a bit about Sagittarius, would you say that that's true for you, that kind of relate to yourself in that way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and when I, when I look at this from the life path perspective, the sun is, like I said, more of like maybe what you relate to, but not necessarily what others see in you right away. I mean, usually like if pe those people that know you better, yeah, they'll, they'll see that flavor in you. But it's kind of like this magic fairy dust that you get to sprinkle throughout what you do and just who you are and how you serve and, and all that good stuff. But it's not what is on, um, it's not what's on the surface. It's not what's readily seen. What's more, um, the the evident part that people see in you is your rising and that you have in Capricorn. And this is what we consider to be your life path, your soul's mission is the Capricornian energy for you in this case. It's it's what people will more often see and even what they may they may be drawn to and want more of from you. Um, with Capricorn, there's, you know, a lot of ambition, they're trustworthy, they're, they're like leaders, they're supervisors, you know, there's a, I just see Capricorns as, um, there, there's a bit of like a traditional quality to Capricorn, like, around tradition and and yet i mean i know you may not think of yourself as traditional there is this like foundation i guess that's like built on some traditional concepts that then uh -huh. other aspects of who you are might start to infuse in but like i said uh -huh. other people may see that in you which may not be a bad thing when when we're looking at some some of the the deeper more esoteric stuff that's a part of who you are and a part of your life path and from your astrological chart perspective um you know capricorns are focused they might even be overachievers definitely you know um there's like a sarcasm <laughs> you know like that little like neat, little little sarcastic kind of humor there um, and they're, they're sincere, they're caring, like they're, they're trustworthy. People, people feel like you can, they can trust a Capricorn. Um, mm. there's also this ability because Capricorn 
Capricorn is the goat, but there's a little hidden, which is an earth, you know, an earth, so it's an earth sign. However, there's like this little hidden fin in the back. It's not quite a tail. It's more like a little fin that indicates an element of water or emotion, which gives Capricorn a, an interesting flavor more than just a typical earth yeah. sign. And right. um, so it's like the hidden emotions, right? It's the, and that I think gives Capricorn the ability to understand pain on a very deep level, which, you know, can, can uh, really give this depth, this offer this depth. And I almost feel like before I even move into some other aspects, that this time for you may be about part, you know, partly, we'll, we'll kind of see as we un, unfurl, um, it may be partly about tapping into the Capricorn of both that like hidden emotion, like, like getting that deeper understanding of hidden emotion inside yourself and then Obviously, that allows you to start to um, kind of work with it in others and begin to put some of that ability to like build your legacy, <laughs> like for that lack of a better word, like build your legacy, build, build what you're here to um to create on this planet so i don't know if you have anything you want to put into two cents or a question but i'll keep going if not okay go ahead okay um i'll move into your moon and that's going to lead us into i think some other stuff so you've got okay you've got your moon in pisces and the moon is your emotions. It's also your motivation. It's kind of like, uh, from a life path perspective, it, it's also like you have to feel, you, you have to kind of attend to your moon. Okay, so whatever is the, is the ruling sign of your moon, we, we have to take that into account because otherwise, there's just going to be potentially an emotional disconnect, uh, maybe like a reactivity, a withdrawal, a, um, a lack of motivation, feeling of being stuck less from the physical plane and more from like the emotional plane. And from, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like doing mm -hmm. the, doing the shadow, like attending to the, the shadow aspect, making sure that that's cared for. Um, you've got Pisces, so your moon is in Pisces in the second house, and, um, you know, Pisces in general, because, I mean, this is an emotional planet, the moon, and then Pisces, also deeply emotional, so there, I think there's some deep, like, this, and so again, like, we're, we're coming back to that idea of, like, deep emotions, right, that Capricorn hidden fin, and then you've got the Pisces moon, it's like, there's a depth, there's a depth there and um, 
and you may feel that you just may feel things very deeply and you're you're very tuned in so I think you're aware of that you're not like an unconscious person who's like no I don't feel anything <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know and what I what I see around especially the placement in the second house is okay so there's this depth of feeling there's this depth of emotion um but some of those shadows of Pisces right is like escapism like I'm just gonna like escape this physical reality uh-huh. and maybe go into addictive behaviors. That's very uh-huh. shadow Pisces, which could be everything, you know, everything that's like more typical to like really subtle nuanced stuff. I mean, sometimes people are like, no, no, I don't have any addictions, but like, you know what, this is the little, the little nuanced things, even if they aren't really evident. Um, I see two here just with this placement with the second house and it's and you also have some very powerful I want to say like almost like like opportunities planets and and, and uh, aspects that offer you a lot of opportunity to do some deep work and healing and uh, shadow work for for lack of a better word that exists in your second house you have a second house stellium and your moon is one of them and that's going to deal with the shadow aspect so I and because your second house is ruled by Pisces this is like uh, a lot of this is about about self-worth and um, uh-huh. and maybe that part of the addictive behavior is like a tendency to go into self-sabotage to just like okay, like, you know, the, the self-sabotaging little, um, default. Uh, yeah, like just starting to eat whatever the hell I want to eat. Yeah. That's not my best. Right. Right. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I'll talk a little bit more about the second house because I think it's a very potent, part to address especially in your chart I don't always like spend a lot of time on that but for you I really want to I want to dive into that from a moon perspective I think some of some of this you're probably like oh yeah you know like I'm aware of that but I'm just going to kind of reinforce it um, Mm -hmm. and underscore it from the standpoint of like that's what's in, you know, like it's in your chart <laughs> kind of thing, right? Like it's like literally mm-hmm. like your charts talking, talking from that place. Um, so you, I, I already know that you're empathic and I think having a moon in Pisces is like, you can be hyper empathic, right? Like take, like literally just having to be so careful about taking on other people's energy, whatever, which is probably making where your current location is a little bit challenging, like a little more so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So you're, you just like for you, your self care is like, you need to have um, without creating like, I don't know there's you know, there's that delicate balance of like, you you really have to have some solid emotional spiritual boundaries and energetic boundaries in place for yourself and regularly attend to those 
but it, this isn't about putting up the wall, right? Like, right. You know the difference. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I get to. Um, but like, it. This is. This just feels super imperative with you know with you and with this placement, um, and also around your own value, like. Um, uh-huh. having an awareness of how you value yourself and how you treat yourself as worthy, you know, like, uh-huh. and you mentioned at the beginning, like that relationship with yourself that, uh, because the second house is Torian energy and that deals with like, you know, what you value and, and worth and even money, you know, when we come at it from that perspective, um, that that's really like at the root of this, I think moon placement and some other, some other aspects too that come up there in the second house. Um, I don't know if this is so much a thing, but I think too, with the moon and Pisces, it's like just being watchful of like codependence, potentially and um and that doesn't you know i see that as not just like people or a person but with things you know like we could be codependent have a codependent relationship with many things (laughs) right (laughs) Um, well i i I said something really odd and i'm just gonna i'm it's the oddest thing i the safest relationship i feel is with my car Oh, interesting. Like, I feel like I let my car hold me more than any other human being. Wow. That just came to me a couple weeks ago. I'm like, that's a pretty strange thing to say, but it's true. Well, you know what, Lynn? It's a container, okay? Yeah. It. It's like if we take – because there's a – you know, there's a fair – there's a strong Piscean energy kind of undercurrent uh, for you. And Pisces have no boundaries, really. They're swimming in the vast ocean. Where's the container? <laughs> they're sensitive. They're vulnerable. They're emotional. I mean, you know, there's, they take on energy. In your car, you, like, literally have, like, your little aquarium. it's like your little aquarium (laughs) and you know what's you know what's weird you know what i you know what just came to me too it's like maybe that maybe in your car you need to be you you that's your safe like i don't know that i would even see this as codependent that might be right now your safe place to like create, to do healing with yourself. That literally might be your like location. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And, you know, I think you're aware of this, but just like underscoring, make sure you're cleansing your energy Regular, uh, regularly 
I haven't been. Yeah. Like that's like, that's like brushing your teeth for you. Ah. Uh. <laughs> when you brush your teeth, you're going to cleanse your energy at the same time. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I also see that part of this, part of this, this, the self-care too is going to be like self-love rituals, some way that you infuse into, and it could, that could be part of your energy cleansing. Like, it's not just, you're like, okay, I'm cleansing my energy, but you're like really connecting to the self-love required to do that for yourself. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Pisces is, Pisces is very creative and very imaginative. So in that space of caring for your moon, you can let yourself like, you know, be, I think once like the energy is clear and you're really connected to the value of what you have to offer and everything like then there can be like this fun, like little, I mean, otherworldly like imagination that can come through and, and creative creativity and just allowing for that. Um, I would even add that because the opposite of Pisces is Virgo and uh, so kind of like looking at the shot, like the, sh the shadow or the, the opposite sign um, that, that you could include like, like literally doing like a regular emotional, physical detox is very Virgo and like would probably really support it, support the, the emotional realm for you. So, um, well, you saw my, probably see my Virgo, it's, it's a little loaded with planets, right? I don't know if you looked at my Virgo. I've got like five planets there. You, okay. well, maybe I'd have, maybe there's some planets that you don't have that are on here. You have Mars, Pluto, and Uranus on my, mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah. So yeah, you've got a fair number in Virgo. <laughs> yeah, of heavy hitters. Yeah. And, and that, you know, so your pat, like, that's going to be like your passion is, is attached to Virgo. I mean, that's the healer. That's about purity. Um, but then Pluto, so there's some transformation, you know, like that's, that's a, that's a shadow. I don't see Pluto as bad. That's like, okay, we got to do the, we got to like burn up, <laughs> do the, do the burning up of, what's here in order to rise, you know, rise back up out of the ashes, like the Phoenix, like what do we have yeah. to transform? Um, and then of course Uranus being like there. So there's, it's interesting in Virgo cause Virgo is a little more conventional, uh, but having Uranus there just kind of like throws this little loop of, yeah, you know, like unconventional healing, I would see it that way for sure. So mm -hmm. I'm give healing through an unconventional method. Absolutely. More of a innovative idea around that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, yes, you do have a lot of Virgo. So you can use it here in your moon on yourself. 
which is, you know. I've never heard that relationship before. Oh, no. Okay, you haven't. Uh-uh. Yeah. It's never been em emphasized before. Yeah. I don't, I just, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of what, what speaks to me with that. And, um, you know, and the fact that Virgo is very service oriented and they want to be helpful, they want to do for others. Like there's a lot here for you that, that really has to, that Virgoian service really has to be a bit self-serving, which is hard for Virgo, for Virgo energy. Um, self-serving for the greater good. <laughs> we can look at it that way. Um, let's, uh, I'd actually like to go into, okay, because, because of the second house and some of the other aspects, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to go like super deep into all of them, but why do I have, hang on once. Oh yeah. Okay. That is in your second. Sorry. Um, yes. So did I say already that you have in your second house, you have Chiron, Saturn, Moon, and Lilith. And these are all provoking. Well, they're, Saturn and Lilith are provoking. Chiron is the wound you came here with. The moon we've already talked about. Okay. Um, okay. Overall, I'm just going to give this kind of like a blanket of of what all of these really say in a nutshell is like, again, like looking at like value, worth, money, the wounds and shadows like that relate to you in this material world, especially because the second house is ruled by Pisces and Pisces is, has a challenge being in the material world. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. right. Um, right. And yeah, and just being able to work through that. So let's look at some of the individual aspects because I think that's, uh, there's a couple of, you know, important ones. Um, Chiron being one of them. And I don't know how familiar you are with Chiron, but it's... Only that it's done as the wounded healer. Yes, exactly. But so asteroid, wounded healer. Um, it, what Chiron offers us is wherever it is, it's like, okay, well, this is, this is the area that you're going to be challenged in healing for yourself because it's the wound you came here with, but in working towards healing it for yourself, it is like a healing superpower for you with others. Um, so having it in Pisces, and in the second house, I'm maybe going to be repeating myself a little bit, but I'm trying to also give like some different, you know, different perspective around this. But it's like, again, we're looking at that self-worth and the, and the, the self-value as it, as it relates to the physical, physical body for sure. Um, I think with, with Pisces because of that sort of non-material quality of Pisces, um, the physical body with the material world. Uh, I would say this is going to show up potentially as even like undercharging, undervaluing yourself. And I think that's where that moon work is going to be really potent. Um, stressing about money too, very kind of like Chiron and Pisces in the second house, well, second house particularly. 
Um, and, 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 and two, like, just being aware of that shadow of like your self-worth around tapping into your spiritual and your psychic gifts, which I know you have because I know you. So I know that I know they're there, but you know, like as you do this self-reflective work that you're, that you're even doing right now is like, how is that? You know how, like we've talked a little bit more about the material and the body and the self care and, and self love from that perspective, but then also that honoring of your spiritual gifts, like valuing them, like really putting value on that. Um, and like I said, this will be, once you can attend to that Chiron wound, it's really just this superpower that you get to wield um, that will, yeah, that I think will be especially powerful with the three planets you have in Virgo. Um, yeah. <laughs> and satisfy that, you know, satisfy that part. Um, the, so the, the net, the other one that you have in, that I'll talk about today that you have in the second house is Saturn and Saturn, Saturn, you actually have an Aquarius. It's not in Pisces, but it's just in, it's still in that second house. And this is, this is sort of like how to put, how to put the job of your soul purpose into action. Like this is, you know, Saturn is like very practical rules Capricorn. So there's like, Okay, this is the practical plan. He's he's kind of like a disciplining father, uh, not not a dysfunctional disciplining father, but a functional disciplining father who's like, I love you, I want to see you succeed, um, and if I see that you're putting in the effort, I will reward you. I will reward you in the physical world, like in the practical sense of opportunities of money, um, all that. And I think when this isn't being honored, um, or just there's not awareness, that's where we kind of like hit our head against the brick wall. So whereas the moon's more of that emotional feeling stuck, this is like the physical, like, like, why isn't this working? <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so having it in Aquarius, I... You know, I see this, Aquarius is, is, is great and they have, you know, Aquarius is such a visionary and a humanitarian and they want to do good. They want to like, you know, be powerful change makers and come up with this totally different idea to like change the consciousness of the planet, you know, like that's very... Yeah. That's very Aquarian. Yeah. And I mean, Saturn's like, that's totally awesome. And almost puts Saturn's kind of myopic viewpoint in check. And he's like, whoa, okay, that's, that's awesome. Um, so you're working with Saturn's more practical step-by-step -step tools to manifest that bigger humanitarian vision into the material world. It's really important, you know, with Aquarius being an air sign, there can sometimes be like big idea. And then Saturn's there to, to say like, okay, 
align with your clarity, align with your purpose, align with your value and the value that this brings forth, like, and then stay the course. Because sometimes Aquarians like that this is the awesome vision and then maybe there's not a follow through. Yeah. Saturn is really prodding for the follow through. And, mm. um, and this is where like your Capricorn kind of like let the Capricorn ground that big vision. Capricorn is very useful here to, to do that. <laughs> like calling that Capricorn rising. Um, so that, yeah, that's your, that's your other, that's just kind of working with Saturn. Um, let's go into, uh, you know what? I'm going to go into your South node and your North node. Um, I think that's, that's important here. Uh, your North node is in Gemini, which makes your South node in the opposite sign of Sagittarius. I'm going to, uh, that just moved. That just moved. The North node just moved into Gemini. And, um, yeah, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this. <laughs> All righty then. Well, this is, um, that's interesting. So that's the transit right now that your North node just moved into Gemini. Uh, no, the transit, the transit just moved into the North node oh. transit. Just moved into, oh, and in my chart, my North node is in Gemini. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know about the, the, the most recent transit. Well, that's kind of cool. Okay, so that means you're being, okay, so if the North Node is your challenge, it's gonna lead you to your destiny, right? In a lot of ways, what's happening out there planetarily is almost like accentuating both, I would see as an accentuating the potential challenge, but also the opportunity the opportunity mm -hmm. to get more into your destiny. So let's talk about your south node first, and then I'll move into your north node so that the south node is your gifts, you know, your natural gifts, and that you have in Sagittarius, which is your sun, so it's probably even uh, a little stronger in, in you. Um, you know, your, your ability to create philosophies, <laughs> to be philosophical, um, that optimist, that optimistic quality of Sagittarius, the big picture, the adventure, the freedom, um, truth teller, I think they're, you know, and truth seeker, um, fun, travel, I think I said that already. Um, but, you know, sometimes when that's, when that, when you have that in your south node, it's like not kind of depending on that. And even, because of their directness that they tend to be very direct is like, it's just like things to watch out for being too blunt. Um, yeah. maybe being commitment phobic, like, mm -hmm. uh, settle you know, commit. That could be commitment to your own purpose. That could be, you know, whatever. Um, but watching those things, clinging, clinging to what you consider to be the truth, because sometimes Sagittarius will be like, they'll kind of take some ideas and they're like, this is, this is the truth. This is, this is my truth. This is this philosophy that I've created. But they, 
they might close themselves off sometimes at the expense of like taking in new ideas and growth and things like that. So that that's kind of a little bit of a um, a, a south node Sagittarius like potential pitfall, which is where we get to move into your north node in Gemini, and that's that's like listening to others' points of view. Um, get using that creativity. I don't. I wouldn't call Sagittarius not creative, but but maybe it's like okay, I'm 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 creating this philosophy, this modality, this new way that's like super cool for the Aquarius Saturn too, right? Like that's that's something to infuse into that relationship and tell Saturn about that. Um, and but like, but like really tapping into uh, the, the creativity, you know, just like let yourself go into the, the, the think tank of ideas bubbling up and then, you know, kind of like look at the different perspectives. That's very Gemini North Node. I would say written expression too. Uh, this could be, uh, you know, even though you're your work is definitely hands-on and all of that, but you're looking at, at least from what you shared with me, you're looking at creating like a new modality. So this may be the time where you're like crafting it, you're writing it, you're blogging about it even, or, you know, do, doing that kind of, because, because Gemini is all about blogging and social networking and communication. So I think there's going to be like that creation inside of you and then just starting to like communicate. And at this time, this is especially what we have right now is more of the online communication vehicles. Um, flexibility is very Gemini. So again, it just comes into that, like don't kind of get stuck in that one truth, but like, just let let the let the flexibility kind of explore these new ideas as you as you cultivate them and um oh what's, and what's interesting I'm just looking here you've got so your north node is in Gemini in the sixth house which is ruled by Virgo and this so part of your north node destiny is this health awareness and it's about specifically like helping yourself and then others through healing and this can be body image nutrition fitness even self like even self discipline and work efficiency which is totally in alignment with your capricorn <laughs> mm -hmm. that's like and your virgo and the virgo that you have in your chart um so how does that, how does all that, excuse me, I can't even, how does all that land? Yeah, it lands correctly. Feels right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. That's like, it's funny, before we even started looking at that way, with the beginning of the reading, I just want to share that part of me was like, um, just had this sense like, okay, you being where you are, is this opportunity for something and then looking at your north node i'm like oh totally you know that that there's um there's a time i don't know to like write your book 
or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, that's just one, you know, one thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go into your 12th house because your 12th house is uh, important. It ties a lot together. It is, um, you know, it's your, it's Piscean energy. So it's Piscean energy again, but, but it's, um, it's about your karmic debts, working through your karmic debts so that you can start the cycle fresh and new. Um, and your unconscious, your limiting beliefs, those kinds of things. It's also who you're here to, it's also like the archetype of who you're here to serve. And so it's both your opportunity to heal and your client, your client archetype or your student archetype or, you know, your whatever, uh, your audience archetype. Um, keeping in mind that you're like a few steps ahead. So as you're on your journey, they're a few steps ahead. I mean, sorry, a few steps behind. Um, so your 12th house is ruled by Sagittarius. And we're going to look at more of the shadowy aspects of Sagittarius and look at the 12th house because it's about what are the potential pitfalls? Where, where might there be the opportunity to do the work, to kind of work through the karmic stuff, both in yourself, but then also if you're thinking about like, what, you know, what do these clients need? What do these students need? What, what might be their challenges and their work that they need to do. And it just helps to kind of distill it down and um, I think just give it a little more direction. That's kind of nice and, and see, you know, and you kind of like see where that takes you. Um, so we look at some of those, sh- those, those, you know, I don't know, shadows is the word I'm coming up with of Sagittarians. Okay, hard to pin down maybe they might fear losing their freedom, right? Like, well, if I do this, I'm going to, I'm not going to feel free anymore. Um, maybe a challenge to commit. Uh, there can be an emotional detachment with Sagittarius too. That, and, and, you know, I think because you have the Capricorn where it's like the hidden emotions, they're not always really outward with emotions. And then, um, what else was that that I was looking at? There was something else in that. Oh, well, I lost my, I lost what it was. Um, oh, and the Virgo too. Virgos aren't going to be emotional. <laughs> um, so just, I, I would almost underscore that as maybe the, one of the key aspects that for you, and then also this Sagittarius 12th house archetype of, um, who you're serving and there, I, I feel, I, I feel like that there might be an, an avoidance of emotional pain and that may be something you've experienced in the past. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I had something, uh, wildly upsetting a few couple weeks ago and I couldn't even find my feelings about it. I just know that I had such, a visceral response that I had to trust that to know that like yeah is way over my head um but have I uh uh it's still kind of muddled 
how I feel about it. Yeah. Well, and that, um, you know, and that's, that's, there's no timeline, you know what I mean? There's no like timeline around that, but just for you to acknowledge that and to go through your process, which may relate back to some of what we talked about with the Pisces moon, you know, just some of that like self care, that self emotional care, um, mm would be interesting for you to explore around that because I think that's also going to so bring potency for you to like work through that and realize it. it it's going to feed your work. It's going to feed what, what you create, you know, what you're here to bring forth because, you know, we talked about that Capricorn understanding of pain at a deep level. They're very trustworthy. Um, so if people are seeing you that way, and they're possibly avoiding emotional pain too, um, that that Capricorn stability, like you kind of have to make it okay for Capricorn to express some vulnerability and, yeah. and show, show that side of Capricorn. And then it's like that Sagittarius archetype is they're gonna be like, wow, they see this truth and stability and trustworthiness and an opportunity to feel safe to like heal their own pain. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, it's so with Sagittarius, because of your Chiron too, your that Chiron, you know, with self worth and, um, and the valuing and just all the stuff in the second house, I think that can really pull in here of where that some of the healing of the 12th house is like, maybe there's an association um, of value with like having fun experiences and like how many cool adventures have I gone on? And like, that makes me more worthy because I've done this and I've done that. I don't, you know, like, Mm -hmm. there might be that for you and or those that you work with um and really using that chiron in pisces as you heal it for yourself that superpower um to like own a deeper spiritual and physical value you know that's under the surface it's not just surface deep mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and you can use, you can use your Capricorn to like stay the course, you know, this is, okay, staying the course, committing to, committing to the change, but also expanded consciousness. So like Sagittarius is like, cool, yeah, expanded thought and consciousness, that's great. But like having that commitment, but still feeling expansive so that there's freedom. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if all that kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah, it does. And then I feel like I need to re-listen to this as well and start <laughs> putting some of the pieces back together. I mean, I'm getting the dynamics that are involved. Yeah. Um, I guess what I don't uh, is that exploring the deeper emotions how I'm going to allow myself to, to do that. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done, I've done, you know, I've certainly done some work over the years and, and I'm at a point where I need to, uh, I'd like to excavate some more, but there's a part of me that's super afraid of it. Yeah. Super, super, super. And I keep it, I, uh, I can keep, I can keep quite an armor on around that. Yeah. I, I definitely know that about myself. Even within my own psyche, let alone processing it with uh, with another. Right. I would. So, I don't know. I'll just offer out like a couple of things. One, one is that you might literally just like start by asking yourself how could you feel safe inside of with yourself to allow those to start to be seen or felt mm -hmm. like just literally mm -hmm. how, what would that need to look like? What would that need to, you know, practically what would that, what would that need to look like? And just keep asking and um, see, you know, see what comes up. And then I think, you know, I think that opportunity, that regularity of emotionally, physically detoxing, obviously that removes, removes some layers because right. physically, if we're treating, you know, if we're kind of like loading on the things that are going to cloud our vision. I mean, every, uh -huh. time, every time I lead people through a cleanse, they always have like, Oh my God, I like didn't even, you know, there's like clarity that they didn't expect. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I think on a very practical level that, and maybe literally using your car as your safe space. I laugh, but it makes sense. <laughs> like, you know, we like the same music. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We like the windows. We like the windows rolled down. <laughs> Exactly. Always on the same page about that. And maybe it's your car that literally is going to teach you too about the value, you know, because you, I, you, you put a lot of value on your car. Like you love your car, right? Like you take yeah. care of your car, right? Yeah. 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 So your car's like, that's great. Thank you. And are you caring for yourself in the same way? So it can be this mirror. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, I know it's, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's definitely like a lot to kind of digest and all that, which is definitely why you get the um, recording. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm but do you feel like uh i guess a couple things do you feel like you have any questions right now no okay no i think no i think you i think you laid it out pretty well cool that's good to hear um do you feel like you've had some aware some new awarenesses that feel you know useful and Yes, I never understood the dynamics between my moon and the Vir and Virgo. 
even though yes in my chart there's what squares right but i just never it's just never been spelled out nor has the saturn and aquarius been uh, emphasized before okay either yeah uh, and i really like to look at saturn mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and especially because it's one of the four planets we have in the second house you know that yeah that just accentuates it. Oh. Yeah. It's all just like a relationship yeah. with all these little aspects of you. <laughs> <laughs> totally like a happy family. Um, potentially. Potentially a happy family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I, I would love to also check in with you and just see what do you feel like maybe as a, 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 a step for like after the reading, just something that, that uh, an action step, I guess for lack of a better word or something, a plan that you might take away from this. Well, it's definitely um, emphasizing um, that, um, you know, I, I've recently really been into uh, working out and changing how I'm eating. And so this reading made that um, even more solidified. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that emphasizing that makes that commitment much stronger. Cool. Oh, great, 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 great. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really, um, really key in, in you know, in, in what your life path kind of shows through this lens. And I definitely appreciated that you started talking about value, uh, uh, value, you were using the word value versus self-worth. And I have to say, when you started talking about value, that, that I, I was getting a little emotional mm. around that work. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. 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 So that was, that was big. That was big to change that wording for me. Awesome. I mean, you know, that's good. It's, it's good. It's good to, um, be able to open up that, you know, open some of that up. Uh-huh. to create that yeah to, to honor and, and create that shift i would say so um cool well we're gonna wrap up the session my dear and i will well, thank, you. thank you for all your work and time that you put into this yeah oh for sure it's you know it's it's rewarding. I, I'm really enjoying doing this. So I, I appreciate I the opportunity to do it with you. I bet. <laughs>